Welcome to a life-changing journey podcast where it's all about real clients, real problems, and real coaching. I am Master Coach Michael W. McKinney. Today I want to be talking to you guys about a life-changing experience that changed my life forever. So life-changing events, they happen to all of us uh, in one form or another, whether they're good or bad. Good ones are like someone gets married or, you know, you get promoted on a, on a job or you have kids, you know. And then there's those unexpected uh, changing of events, uh, things like uh, diagnosis uh, with illness, uh, an accident, uh, you know, a breakup, lost a job. You know, all all, this, all of those are the unexpected ones. Uh, and some of them, they actually, they, they can really change your life forever. So I've had one, and I want to share that with you. With you. So in 1987, um, I, I went to the doctor because I was having numbness and tingling uh, in my right arm. Um, and so um, I've... I got referred to a couple of neurologists and chiropractors and, and just going through the whole smuck. And so finally, uh, I got hooked up with someone. They did an MRI and they said I have a, a tumor on my spinal cord and my neck. And they needed to perform a biopsy to determine, you know, how to treat it. So... They told me the surgery was going to be three things are going to happen. Number one, nothing. They're just going to go in there and do a biopsy. You come out and everything will be fine and dandy. Or two, they're going to paralyze me. And then number three, they could kill me. So I didn't have very good options. But I needed to find out how to treat the tumor. So I elected to have the biopsy done because it was very uncomfortable uh, with the way things were going. Um, And so I went in and like 10 days later, uh, they put me to sleep. They went in for 12 hours uh, in the operating room just to pull a sample off my spinal cord. So when they kept me paralyzed for three days, uh, waiting for the biopsy to come back from UCSF where they send the, to have the pathology done. So I remember my mom there talking to me and holding my hand and, and everything, and I couldn't talk back. I didn't know what was going on. And... Uh, I go, what the heck? Am I dead? You know, is this what the afterlife is all about? I couldn't move my arms and my legs. Uh, You know, I couldn't move my eyebrows, my eyes couldn't blink. Any of that. It was just an amazing feeling. It it, it just, that you could hear everything. Everything was going on, everything they were saying, but they couldn't hear you. Just, just really just like scared to death. So finally, after three days, they woke me up. 
and the doctor came in and and uh, they told me that uh, my I had something what was called astrocytoma, grade four. They told me it was an inoperable and an incurable tumor and I'd have six to twelve months to live. So that was not the way I wanted it to go. And to even beat that, from the biopsy, they had paralyzed me from the shoulders down. So like, oh my God, now my I'm going to die. I'm paralyzed, and that's the way I'm going to spend the last days of my life. Talk about being devastated, confused, hated life, why me, all of those things. Just terrible. So they brought the cancer doctor in a day or so later. He uh, told me that uh, they're going to start radiation immediately. They'll be hauling me from the hospital to the by ambulance to have the radiation performed. Uh, so they did that for two weeks. And, and in the meantime, also, I had hospice coming in, talking with me, American Cancer Society coming in, getting things set up for me to be comfortable as I can for the rest of my life, what I had left of it. That was their doc, the doctor's orders to just make me as comfortable as possible for what time I have left. Boy, that that was tough. And so anyway, so I started my radiation treatment and uh, it was it was okay. I had to stop after two weeks and take two weeks off because my giving me the radiation in my neck and part of my jaw, you know, it uh it made my mouth dry and got all these white bumps and everything all you know in my mouth and everything tasted like crap and and they had me on a high dose of steroids and all of a sudden I'm blowing up you know uh, like you know I just put on 40 pounds you know so you know I just felt miserable and and and, and hated hated life so anyway so after the radiation was completed um, I had an MRI done and the radiate the tumor had had they thought it had grown a little but they wasn't for sure it was only like a five centimeter or something like that it wasn't very much but they said also it could have been just from the swelling from uh, from um, uh, from from the biopsy and the surgery, the edema and everything. So uh, they'll say they'll check it again in three more months. So March came around, had another MRI done. Tumor looked stable. Uh, so they was ready to start the, the chemotherapy because of the tumor, the astrocytoma, uh, there's no cure for it, but again, just trying to make me as comfortable as possible. Uh, so I uh, 
went in and had a portacath put in my chest uh, to have, uh, so that way there they can give me the high dose of uh, chemotherapy. So the, the chemotherapy that they was going to give me was going to be about three days a week, if I recall. Um, and um, so instead of giving me IVs, you know, for, it's, it, I don't know how long it was going to be. It was, uh, you know, uh, probably for the re rest of my, what time I had left. But in the meantime, I, uh, I was able to start feeding myself. Um, I, I was in a wheelchair. Uh, so I was getting a little stronger, been going to physical therapy uh, five days a week. Uh, and then, uh, so I, I was getting plenty of help uh, my employer was paying my COBRA plan, so it gave me some good insurance along with uh, a supplement. So anyway, so that that was good. So after I got the port of calf in, three, two or three days later, I caught a temperature of 104. So they rushed me from my doctor's office uh, to the hospital, which was across the street, pretty much, but they did it by ambulance. But let me just walk over there and check in. So they got me, uh, in, in, you know, in the hallway, and they're checking my. Uh, they're going to draw blood from me and see what's going on. So when they drew blood, it was nothing but white pus. Three days, I'd caught a blood staph infection. So they couldn't get me into the, the surgery room to perform this little minor surgery of pulling this portacaf out. So they did it right there in the hallway on a gurney. Um, they needed to get it out and start, you know, betadine in it and, get, you know, getting it disinfected and whatever, you know, they had to do. Um, they, after a few days, they drew some blood out finally and sent it to Sacramento to have nuclear medicine and radiation put into the blood and sent it back and have it, you know, continuing with the transfusions. Um, I was getting these sores all over my body, white pus, so they brought in this air bed to you know, so anyway, they, uh, it, it was just, I was a mess. And uh, so after about 36 days in the hospital there because of this, the doctor come in and got a hold of my family and said, I, they need to come in and see me because my body's shutting down. It's not getting any better. And, getting worse and I may not be there in the morning. So I remember every, all these people started coming in, visiting with me and praying with me and giving me support and, and everything. And um, 
after everyone had left, I went to sleep and and then you know, and when I woke up, I remember all these people, but it was like I was in a cloud of just white, you know, and I don't know if I was just in the pearly gates waiting and he kicked me out and sent me back. But when I woke up, I told the doctor I was hungry. I want to get off IVs. I need some real food. So they started me on uh, giving me liquid liquid diet first, getting my body used to putting food into uh, into my body. So after after the after that, they after another two or three weeks. So I think it was a total of forty eight days. I was in the hospital over that blood staph infection. They sent me home. So they said they're going to do another MRI. So they did another MRI. The tumor had stayed stable, hadn't done anything. My family came home and uh, took me home and they was taking care of me uh, and being very supportive. But I was still angry and bitter, you know, and I think my dad finally got fed up with it and gave me a heart to heart, you know, telling me that, you know, you got to live life for today. If, If it's not meant to be, then it's meant to be. If it's not meant to be, then it's not meant to be. But you got to move on. You got to let go got to change your thinking you got to set some goals for yourself you got to do all that you got to imagine all the good things that you want to happen so I, I started doing those things and you know and then I started feeling better uh, my insurance ran out so I had to do something so I went out to the local college and found out they had an adaptive PE company class out there and uh, I really got hooked up with the instructor out there and he was just awesome Um, I was still dragging my foot when I went there and I've been going through uh, three years of physical therapy and they couldn't stop me from dragging but of course their job was just to keep me as comfortable as possible so anyway he said, we're going to help you. I'm going to fix that. He said he thought he could fix it. Sure enough, it took him about two weeks. So after two years of being out there at the college, he had me almost jogging. It was a very fast run. I could go around the college track and almost jog. Out of my wheelchair, he was fabulous, very positive, and helped me tremendously which I'm great, so grateful for, so happy for. I love the man for it. Um, but he, anyway, he. Uh, so I decided uh, I wanted to try to go back to work now that I'm walking and and I got released from hospice and, and all this stuff. So I went back to work for a company um, doing business-to-business, door-to-door sales. Um, did pretty well. After a year and a half, they moved me into office management. Um, I was running the company 
helping them run the company. And um, a few years later, they sold the company. Um, so I, I decided to go through and be a business entrepreneur again uh, and opened another business. Uh, it, it was it was a um, uh, public relations doing promotional items and selling magazines and printing them and and all that kind of stuff, writing newsletters and so then it was little league season. Uh, my little boy was playing t-ball, I think it was. And I uh, had a heart attack opening day ceremonies of, of uh, 2000. So they rushed me to the, to the hospital. They was getting ready to inject me with something to, to pretty much kill me so my heart would stop beating. And then they going to bring me back to life, hopefully. Uh, using the paddles. Well, and evidently the medicine that they finally kicked in and got my heart to calm down to at least something that is tolerable and um, found out that I had some nerve that was causing double input. So they went in and did an ablation and in 2000 and um, I haven't had any problems since. Uh, still no chemotherapy. I went through tons and tons of MRIs. They finally released me and said my tumor is, they don't know why. I went down to UCSF, spoke with the director of oncology, uh, neurology, and, you know, just said, you know, hey, I'm, it's a miracle, you know. I just, you know, they, they can't explain it, but count your blessings and and continue on with your life. And so um, I went to selling some life insurance. Um, I didn't really like that. So I've been looking for a job and finally got hired with a corporate company and uh, it was doing business to residential sales uh, door to door. I did quite well there. Uh, turned into a six-figure business, and then um, they moved me into management. Uh, and because I was working in a remote area, and I was pretty much the coaching the other guys, and, and Martine was just phenomenal, being the area that we're in. And so. Uh, then they started sending other reps from the other teams out of the Sacramento area down for me to coach up. And uh, a couple of them they brought down, I turned into uh, superstars. Um, I mean, they had to do their part. It wasn't all on me. I just give them the steps and the stuff and kept them motivated, you know. And so anyway, so that, um, after 10 years with the company, uh, they did a reorganization and um, we, we, I lost my position. Uh, I could have went to the Bay Area, but that wasn't for me. 
So I uh, uh, just took a, 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 a buyout. So they bought me out. And um, so while I was being bought out and waiting and trying to determine, you know, what I wanted to do, well, I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I've done all these things. I've made people successful. I've, I've given them a decent life. I've done these things for myself. I know the steps. So this is when I decided I'm going to go to do some life coaching and help other people because that is my passion is to give people tools to be successful in life. The things that I've used, the things that my parents taught me, the things that I've learned from different other coaching that I've used over the years. So I went online and and I wanted to make sure that I'm doing it right because that's important and you always want to be learning uh, because that's important. So after two years of taking all these courses and learning how to really help people the right way and, and the right terms and the right questions and the right way to motivate them. Um, it, it would just seem like that was the right thing to do. So I did that and then I started life coaching. And I want to help people who have life-changing experience that has changed their lives, whether it's death, illness, uh, breakups, job loss, whatever, using these steps and these tools that I've created that I've used in my life and other people's lives, they, they work. And that is my goal. That's what I love to do. That's what I want to help people. To find out more about my program, you can visit www.michaelwmckinney.com. Again, that's michaelwmckinney.com. For more details on coaching with me, uh, my membership, um, and I hope to see you there. Thank you.